Good morning. My name is Steve Van Cura. Uh, this is Bread of Life Bible Study, uh, and uh, we teach the Word of God. These uh, series are called Bible Q&A, Questions and Answers. Uh, this includes some of the questions that people have uh, asked me over the years, many years of teaching the Bible. And uh, so we try to review some of these and uh, say what the Bible says. Uh, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to be will never hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Uh, the Word of God is considered the bread. Man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So literally, uh, the Word of God is food. It is food, but not for your physical body. It is food for your spiritual person or being, okay? Because you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul. The Bible teaches that we're triune, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, well, you feed your physical body to grow strong, uh, but you have to feed your spiritual man to be strong spiritually. And that's what the purpose of Bread of Life Bible Study is about. All right, so uh, I'm going to open with a quick prayer. Uh, Father God, just thank you for your word. Uh, your word is a seed. It, it brings life. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. And so I ask you to open our hearts and minds, uh, and our spiritual ears and eyes to see and understand what you would teach us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the topic of the Bible study here, this is part two of what's uh, God's word is a seed. God's word is a seed. Uh, be sure you listen to part one. Uh, it lays some groundwork for the concept. And uh, this is now part two of God's Word is a Seed. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a seed and what it's like in the natural. Now, as we talked in the last uh, video, uh, everything in the Bible has both natural meaning or physical meaning and spiritual meaning. Uh, but it requires the Holy Spirit for us to be able to see the hidden meanings that are given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, when Jesus taught in parables, remember the disciples said, why do you always teach in parables? And Jesus said, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, uh, speaking to his disciples. But then he referred to the Pharisees and he said, but to them it is not given. Okay, so God's the one that determines whether we can understand the scriptures or not. If we seek him, he said, uh, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Okay, so uh, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. So uh, all we have to do is just come to God and uh, he'll begin to open our eyes and uh, bless us with understanding so that we can live a, a powerful and victorious life. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about a seed for a minute. I'm going to first talk about uh, a natural seed. Uh, you've, of course, you've opened up a package of seed, and of course, it looks little dinky thing just sitting there. It's uh, uh, may have a you know maybe a tiny seed, uh, but it doesn't look like it's alive. I mean, it's uh, just laying there. It's got a hard coat on the outside. You can pick it up and 
you can't tell it's alive, but uh, uh, yet it is. It contains life, and it contains all of the DNA and programming inside that seed to produce a plant uh, that is determined by that DNA. The Bible says every seed bears after its kind. It also says that there's good seed and there's bad seed. So, and again, this is a spiritual principle, but just looking at the seed, you cannot tell it's alive. Now, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. Literally, God's word is alive. The Bible says, the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and can discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. But just like I can look at a seed and it sure doesn't look very much alive, when I open my Bible and I see these black letters uh, on the white page there, uh, you know, the, the Bible itself says, man, this word is alive and it's powerful, it's transformative, it can just ch change your life. Uh, it can give you eternal life, give you a relationship with God. Well, just looking at it, it doesn't look like it's got all that power, but it does, it does. Because as we partake of that word and plant it, remember, a seed may look alive, but you know, you don't know that until you put it in the ground and plant it. Then all of a sudden things start happening, okay? The same thing is true for the word of God. Remember in the previous tape, we talked about how uh, the parable of the sower. The sower is the son of man, the seed is the word of God, and the soil are the hearts of men. So uh, man was made out of the dirt, you know, and, and, uh, and the purpose for that is to receive the seed of the word of God. And the seed, which is alive and powerful and planted down in our hearts, then begins to take root and literally change me into the likeness of God. Because that's the whole plan of the of, of, this creation and of the world, let us make man in our image. And the way God does everything is by his word. So that's this Bible, when you open it up, it is alive. It may not look like it, but my friend, it is. And as you read it and ask God to water it with the Holy Spirit and open up, open it up so you can understand it, my friend, it, it, it's just amazing um, what, be, what God begins to reveal to you that he turns the light on. The Bible says, the entrance of thy word giveth light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. So this is the way God introduces life into, into you. And as you begin to read that word, the Holy Spirit brings it to life. You, In a sense, you are taking that seed, you know, which contains life, you're planting it in your heart and it takes root, begins to germinate, and it starts growing. It starts growing. Now, as you know, when you plant a seed, it doesn't pop up or just immediate overnight. Some people think that the Word of God ought to be like a stick of dynamite, you know, you, that it's just boom, you know, and uh, brings to pass whatever the Word promises or what it says. But no, uh, the Word of God is like a seed, you know, and you, you plant it. And when you put it underground, at first, it, you, know, you don't even know anything's happening, all right? But... In the hidden place, down under the dirt there, uh, it, it starts sending out roots and it starts uh, uh, preparing uh, to develop some underground structures that then can support the plant when it pops through the top or the surface of the ground. The Word of God is the same way. It may not feel like or look like it's doing anything, 
But I promise you that all by itself it will begin to produce after its kind uh, and, and take um, and grow, okay? Now it does take time. There is one parable that says, the kingdom of God is like a man, a farmer, who goes out and sows seed in the field. How it works and why it works, he does not know. You know, you do not have to be a botanist to know how the word of God works or why a seed works. You know, you just, the farmer, you know, he may not even have an education, but he knows if he gets that seed in the ground and takes good care of it, it will produce. First the blade, then the ear, and the full corn in the ear. He just has to figure out when to put in the sickle and take the harvest. All right? So the Word of God's the same. Sometimes it doesn't seem like anything's happening, but we just have to be patient. The Bible says that we are to follow after those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Well, what are promises? Promises are all those scriptures that God gives to us promising this or that. He says, you know... Uh, Trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. There's literally 7,000, approximately 7,500 promises in the, in the word of God where um, uh, he promises uh, what he is going to do uh, for us, in us, through us, but usually it's based on some condition, okay? Uh, if we do our part, then God will do his part, okay? Uh, and so when we receive the seed and, and act on it, remember the, the principle is be doers of the word and not just hearers only. So you remember, the seed is the word of God. It's a promise from God, all right? So, but... Uh, I have to do my part. It's kind of like when the, the farmer plants the seed in the ground, uh, he has to do his part. You know, he has to pull out the weeds, uh, keep the ground clean, water it, till it, uh, do whatever is necessary to nurture that seed so that it can produce. And the Word of God is the same way. We, when we take that Word and put it in our hearts that we need to pay attention uh, so that uh, I don't receive some weeds, they're going to choke it out. The weeds being the, the lies from the devil. Because remember, just like God's word, uh, words are seeds that, that produce good, the devil's words or thoughts are seeds and they produce evil. They're like weeds, all right? And, and they can choke out the good seed, all right? Now, so uh, a seed has its own... Um, growth pattern. Uh, you can plant uh, a seed uh, and it's, it's going to grow up to whatever it's going to grow up regardless of what seed might be next to it, okay? It's not affected uh, by other seeds, all right? Uh, and if, you know, the farmer knows that the more seeds he plants, the bigger crop he gets. The same thing again is true for the Word of God. Uh, the more word we get in our hearts, the more we can expect God's word to take root and, and begin to grow up and transform us or change us into his likeness because that is the ultimate purpose of the word. Remember, uh, the word of God is not so much for information as it is for transformation. The Bible says, ye be transformed by the renewing of the mind that I need to see myself as God sees me, uh, not as I see myself, okay? 
remember there's this principle, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That whatever no, a normal person, whatever you believe you are, and you, you, you think about yourself, you are going to live a life based on what you believe uh, about you, okay? Uh, but the way you would change yourself is to change how you see yourself, okay? So, and that's, again, the purpose of the kingdom of God. It, it's to change the way you see yourself, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, there's a man named Napoleon. Remember the story about Napoleon, all right? Uh, and uh, according to history, one day Napoleon was uh, with his armies, and they were out there, and a lot of the armies were on horses, and some of them were, you know, the troops were on the ground down there. And Napoleon, of course, he was in charge of all these armies, uh, and he was on his horse. Now, apparently, uh, this horse suddenly began to buck and rear up and uh, was jumping all over the place and, and uh, literally endangering Napoleon because, you know, it could have knocked him off, get kicked by the horse or whatever, who knows. But anyway, one of the soldiers ran out of the ranks, just a little private, ran out of the ranks of one of the troop, one of the group of soldiers, and grabbed the reins of this uh, Napoleon's horse, and calmed him down, pulled him down, and uh, may have even saved Napoleon's life. Now, uh, Napoleon was grateful, and he looked at this private down there, and he said, thank you, Captain. And now, what's, that's interesting. The man's a private, but Napoleon just called him a captain. Now, the man could have said, uh, sir, you're mistaken. I mean, just look at this little stripe on my, my shoulder here. I'm just a private. You know, I'm not a captain. But, you know, that man did something different. He said, of which regiment, sir? And Napoleon said, of the 21st. And so this private, who was now decreed, or in a sense said to be a captain by the, the head of the army, General Napoleon, he marches over to the 21st uh, Cavalry or 21st Regiment there and says, I'm your new captain. And they looked at him and they said, what, what are you talking about? Who said? And he turns around and he points to Napoleon and says, he said it. Well, of course, if he's the general, then, and he said that this man is a captain, then guess what? He's a captain. And, and now, uh, there's a similar thing that happens in the Bible. You know, when we become a child of God, God speaks of us. Uh, he uses faith. He speaks of things that appear not as though they already are. That's what faith does. Faith walks by, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, you know, the, we're to walk by faith, not by sight. But what do we have faith in? God and what he says. Well, God's word says, you know, I am more than a conqueror and that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay. Uh, the Bible says, you know, greater is God in me than he that is in the world. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. Uh, the Bible says all kinds of things that doesn't look like it's true to the natural eye. There's a story in the Old Testament where there's a man named Gideon. Uh, Gideon in the book of Judges was hiding in a, in a wine press, thrashing some grain, because the enemies were close by and the enemies had been stealing all the food uh, of the Jewish people. All right, And so he was hiding, trying to thresh this grain. 
And suddenly he hears the voice of God and says, O mighty man of valor, says that to Gideon, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, well, gosh, that can't be me. You know, I'm the least in my family, and my family is the least in our area. And, you know, what do you mean, mighty man of valor? Well, this is just like the story of Napoleon, okay? God said that Gideon was a mighty man of valor. And over a period of time, Gideon actually, he becomes exactly what God says. And through Gideon's battle, uh, he delivers Israel from the, from the neighbors surrounding him in a very supernatural way, okay? Now, uh, there's a saying that I like a lot, okay? Uh, God is who he says he is. And God can and he will do what he says he's going to do, all right? There's a scripture that says God is not a man that he would lie, nor a son of man that he would change his mind. It says, does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Of course not. God cannot lie. That'd be impossible, all right? But so God is who he says he is, and God can and he will do what he says he's going to do, all right? The second part of that is, I am who God says I am, and I can do what God says I can do. And then the last part is, God's Word and His Spirit are at work mightily in me. When I receive the Word of God, which God decrees of who I am, made in the image of God or in His likeness, well, obviously, uh, anybody in the image of God is more than a conqueror. All right, they they are supernatural. All right, and and uh, that the nature of the word of God is that God tells us who we are and how He sees us. I need to change the way I think and the way I see myself in order to become what He says. All right, so I have to literally say what God says and come into agreement with Him uh, that uh, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Now, you and I are bound. That's what the scripture says. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I, I will never rise above what I believe of myself. So for me to change, I have to change the way I see myself. And God offers that through his word. That is the means by which, because remember, the word of God is a seed. The word of God is a seed. Now, there's two uh, steps to this whole process. Remember, ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, all right? Now, in your lifetime, you've had all kinds of seeds, in a sense, planted in your mind. And maybe as you grew up, you, you had a parent that said, you know, you are never going to amount to anything. Or uh, you're just kind of stupid. You're just not as smart as other people, all right? Or this or that. Uh, you're going to end up in prison, you know. Uh, I mean, who knows? But remember, all words are seeds. All words are seeds, whether good or bad. Now, critical uh, judgments or critical uh, words uh, as could be planted in our minds or in our beings, because remember, we're the soil. The, the, the seed uh, are different words. There's good seed, there's bad seed. And uh, uh, so as you grow up, uh, the way you see yourself is based on a whole lifetime uh, of, of experience and things that, have, uh, that you know, you've heard about yourself or you believe about yourself or 
course, you may have read things or whatever, planting different seeds in your life in, in the way that you think, okay? But see, God wants to change you into his likeness to give you not just a natural life, but a supernatural life. And the way he does that is through his living word, okay? Now, there's a scripture that's very interesting in Isaiah 55. And it says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, that, that's pretty obvious. You know, God's ways and his thoughts are way higher than ours. And that's what he says. He said, my ways and my thoughts are higher than your ways, just like uh, the heavens are higher than the earth. And then he says this, just as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and waters the earth and causes it to bring forth and bud and give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing that for which I sent it. So here you've got God. He's up in heaven. His, his ways and his thoughts are way higher than ours. But the way he, you know, when he says, my ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, he doesn't say that to mean like, well, too bad down there. You know, no. He, he's, what he's saying is, come up here and begin to see things as I see them. Begin to think as I do, okay, and understand as I do. All right, my thoughts and my ways can become your thoughts and your ways. That's what the Word of God does. It changes us. Remember, uh, the Word of God is not so much for information as it is for transformation. And so that's what he's talking about when he says, just as the, the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and waters the earth and causes it to bring forth and bud and give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void, but it will do what I sent it for. So remember the word? That's a seed. It comes down from heaven. And then he sends just the rain and the snow down to water it. All right? And it begins to grow. It produces for first, you know, seed for the sower and bread for the eater. All right? And so that's the way God works. When, when I receive the word of God planted in my heart, in that dirt, the soil, God, you know, Adam's made from dirt, you know, then God watches over his word and begins to, to modify, uh, begins to bring it to life through, through the rain and the snow that come from down from heaven, okay? And then it changes me. It changes me, okay? It transforms me, all right? Not just informs me, but transforms me. I believe with all my heart that the uh, what, what's uh, metamorphogenesis, that, that's a fancy word, but that's a word that describes a caterpillar that's crawling around on a branch or something like that, and at some point in its life, it spins a cocoon, all right? And that little cocoon, I don't know if you've ever seen those things, it's all wrapped up and it's kind of like a seed. It sure doesn't look like it's alive, but inside there's something going on. And that caterpillar transforms into a butterfly, all right? And then one day that uh, uh, cocoon opens up, cracks open, and out from the cocoon comes a butterfly. First, you start with an earthly, an earthbound critter, creature, all right? But it transforms into a heavenly creature. 
And I believe with all my heart that 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 process is one of the ways that God puts his fingerprints on life. And that caterpillar turning into a butterfly represents a human being that receives the word of God and is transformed into a heavenly being. And you can lift up your wings like that eagle. And you can fly because you are an eagle. There's a scripture that says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens and earth. He does not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But they that wait or hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. See, that's the nature of the Word of God. It imparts the, the character and the strength and the purpose of God in our lives. It transforms us, changes into how God sees us as children of God, uh, born of the Spirit, with eternal life. The promises of God transform us because they are seeds. Uh, my job is to believe them, plant them down in my heart, Confess them, decree them, say them, believe them, pray them, you know, pray the Word of God. Act on the Word of God. Do the Word of God. Um, and, and, and I promise you, just like a seed, it may not look at first like anything is happening. But I promise you, uh, we just are persistent in putting that seed in the ground. Even so, an abundance of seeds. Spend some time reading the Word of God. I can tell you, when I got born again, I mean, my life has totally and completely changed. Uh, the blessings of God are literally just countless, countless, okay? And, and uh, this is available for anybody. See, he says, ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who opens the door, God will come. He will come. Okay. There's a book in, or a scripture in James that says, if you have not, it's because you ask not. Now that is seven words. If you have not, it's because you ask not. Those seven words are the reason for lack in any Christian's life. Because God has already given, he has already given through Christ, all things that we need for life and godliness. That's in Peter, there's a scripture that says that. All things that pertain to life and godliness have already been given through the knowledge of him. And whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now you know what that means? It says you can be like God. You can be a partaker of the divine nature. And it's not by something you do or something you earn. It's simply to believe what God says you are, who you are. All right? And, and it, that word will transform the way you see yourself. I am who God says I am. And I can do what God says I can do. And God's word and his spirit are at work mightily in me. Well, my friend, those are powerful words. And I would just suggest that you get in your scriptures and uh, memorize some of them. Okay, I'm going to say a blessing over you. Father God, I just uh, 
ask for my friends here that are watching this tape, Lord, just to, to, to bless them and keep them. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen.